Welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, the podcast for all things Thomas and Friends, Shining Time Station, the Railway Series, and all other associated products. And it has now been officially 75 years since the Railway Series has been out because uh, this May is, of course, the 75th anniversary of the Railway Series. I'm Tony. And I'm Orion. And we're here to discuss... As much Thomas-related stuff as we can, and uh, we're doing some Thomas commentaries today, and uh, we're starting out with Better Late Than Never, uh, Season 2, and so uh, fire up, uh, whether it's online or on DVD or uh, whatever you're going to watch with, uh, get that set up to Better Late Than Never, and go ahead and press play now. So better late than never, it's, to my knowledge, the first time that we see the viaduct in the state that it's in with it being worked on. And that sort of becomes a, a thing for the second half of season two. Right, of course. And then the, um, you know, uh, introducing us to the repairs theme. Right. Great theme. Um, the viaduct theme, either way. Um, but yeah, one of the uh, one of the fan favorite themes for sure for the series and that's uh that's probably the best part of this whole episode so <laughs> sad to say but it kind of is um this this is another case of uh well it's a christopher audrey story and i like christopher audrey i know a lot of people aren't huge fans of his writing uh this is not one of my favorites of his so yeah it's I actually read a very interesting article about Christopher Audrey's series. It was written by someone on SIF, I, whose name escapes me at the moment. I do apologize about that. But I read an interesting article about Christopher Audrey's railway series, and it brought up some good points about how um, his, his stories seem to be more, you know, they seem to happen to certain characters, whereas the, the Reverend stories would flow more with, with the character, whereas in in the Reverend stories, there would be reasons for things happening to specific characters, whereas Christopher Audrey just has things happen to random characters. Hmm, an interesting, yeah, interesting observation, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a nice uh, side view of Tidmouth that we get there with Birdie pulling up, and we actually see the station sign. Um, one of the benefits of, of seeing it in, um, in HD on DVD or, or however you're watching it, right. um, something that uh, I never noticed as a child on VHS. Um, but this whole, uh, as we mentioned previously, this whole Timoth set, uh, got a lot of mileage in, in season two, but this is a, this is a nice, Thomas and Bertie is a nice relationship throughout the series. Yeah. Explored, uh, too often that it would become repetitive, um, perhaps a little bit later on in the series it was, but, um, but this was, uh, you know, really the, the first time other than the Thomas and Birdie's great race from the first season, um, that they really interacted and in detail. So, um, so that was a good one. It is. And Birdie's Birdie's real second episode for season two, actually, cause he does get, uh, Birdie's chase earlier in the season. Right. And I always liked that uh, that shot as James pulled into Ellsbridge there, that, that overhead uh, tracking shot into the 
station. It was just great movement there. Yeah. Some some recycled footage from season one here. Right. And this, like the runaway to me, uh, just is full of stock footage. Um, oh, yes. It just, it, and it just feels odd. And, and again, I mean, the story just isn't very strong, but. No, but as we said with with that one, it, it's it's more a case of, I think part of the problem with Christopher Audrey's stories is that so many of them were written by studio mandate and yet never used. And in fact, of the ones that were written by studio mandate, they pitched probably, uh, no offense to him, the least interesting ones to do. Right, absolutely. Um, I always like this level crossing here from uh, from this season. Um, and I guess the, the level crossing in uh, season three was slightly reminiscent of that, but never quite the same. Oh, yes, definitely. I, I do. I, I know what you mean, and I do like the level crossing here. So, And that is better late than never because, you know, we're at this last shot with Thomas and Bertie, which I think in itself either is recycled later or gets recycled in a few <laughs> either is recycled here or gets recycled in a future episode. So but either way, better late than never. Uh certainly not the strongest episode of the season. But no, and I would actually say that might be one of the few episodes that ends I mean, I've I never gone through each episode and, and looked at this necessarily in great detail, but I would say that's one of the few episodes that ends on um, nothing in, in terms of um, no engines, no characters standing, you know, right. sitting in a siding or anything. The you know, Birdie and Birdie drives away. I almost said Birdie puffs away. Right. Uh, Birdie drives away and Thomas puffs away. And then, and then the last shot we have is just of the empty driveway and the empty siding. Uh, so uh, an yeah. odd choice to, to end the episode. And I, I'm not sure that we have any other episodes that are quite like that. I don't think we do. I mean, there is one where uh, we see a closed shed door at the very end, but at least we know there's an engine behind it. True, true, true. Yeah, that's um, uh, which is that uh, cow on the line? I believe it is. Yes. Okay. So, but yes. So uh, moving on, we have really one of my favorite arcs, uh, one of my favorite two episode arcs for season two, at least. Uh, originally, of course, had things gone to plan, it was going to be a three episode arc. Uh, but as we discussed in an earlier episode, the missing coach really wouldn't have worked. Uh, you know, much as I, much as it would have been nice to see and much as it is nice to see the uh, screen caps that we do have of it, it probably wouldn't have worked. Uh, but uh, either way, so we don't in fact have the missing coach. We have Donald and Douglas, which in some places is known as Break Van. So here we go and press play now. I, I've always loved the music for Donald and Douglas and this intro. Uh, I've heard both George Carlin and Michael Angelis do this. Uh, of course, I prefer George Carlin. But this introduction to them is just fantastic, in my opinion. George Carlin and Ringo Starr, I believe you mean. Ringo Starr, I meant Ringo Starr. Yes, thank you. Because this is still season two. <laughs> it's it's funny because I like George Carlin's intro better, but 
the one thing that I think Ringo does slightly better is, at least in this scene, with the first time we see the break van, I think he does the break van's voice a little bit better because uh, he is actually rather creepy as the break van, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, absolutely, and and I, I like the spiteful break fan as a as a character. Um, yes, and an, and a great face too. That they oh, sculpted yeah. for that one of the more human faces uh, that they sculpted for a, a truck or a, or an engine. Um, it, it it looks very human, almost like a caricature, as opposed to some of the other ones, which are more stylized. I would say, right? It it. it it kind of looks like the like the John T. Kenny illustration, but not quite. So it's interesting. Yeah, they went with that. Um, whereas some of the other uh, sculpted faces that they came up with for season two are just basically exact copies of uh, Kenny illustrations. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and I think that that actually might be part of what makes the spiteful break fan an interesting villain is that. He does look more real in some ways. Yeah, it's, it, it adds almost like an uncanny valley, creepy uh, nature to the character. Right. Once again, as I mentioned in the Duck and Diesel trilogy um, episode previously, uh, this shot, the side shot of Tim Sheds here uh, with just uh, the camera sitting there and we see an engine either leaving or going towards the camera just... Uh, they use that a lot in season two. Yep, it gets a lot of mileage. It gets a lot of mileage. And I don't know why, but I've always liked Donald and Douglas quite a bit. They're funny. I think they're for, I think they're funny characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he was good at. Uh... Uh, the Reverend was good at writing twins uh, with Bill yes. and Ben and um, and Donald and Douglas, of course, um, for for both of them, uh, similar counterparts. Yes. And of course, at this point, they still had Scottish accents. Uh, depending on the narrator, they either lose or regain a Scottish accent later on in the series, but that's quite a bit later. <laughs> Yeah, and I always liked this. I always liked, um, you know, uh, uh, one of them helping out James here to to go up the hill as a as a uh, back engine, banking engine. Yes, uh, that's a nice little touch. And this is a nice angle on the hill too. We don't really see this side of Gordon's Hill very often. Um, yeah, especially because it's hidden in shadow there with the the tree overhang, and then this shot here as well, um, right on the incline. Just a, a kind of an odd. Yeah, an odd angle to shoot Gordon Hill at, and that seems to be kind of the the whole modus operandi for season two in terms of uh, from a uh, photography standpoint, from a uh, shooting standpoint, they uh, kind of just found alternate angles of their existing sets, right? Um, to do for uh, for season two, so like Ellsbridge using a completely different platform, a completely different side, right? Um, and then same with. Uh, using Tidmouth more often instead of Knapford and then this angle on Gordon Seal instead of uh, the other, the completely other side of the tracks um, for uh, that they use more often in season one. Right. 
keeps it fresh. It does. It does. And it's nice to see some of those, uh, you know, other angels and such. It, it brings a lot more life to the show. It makes it look like, you know, it is a world. It's a whole world, really. So, yes. Well, that is Donald and Douglas or Break Van, uh, whichever you'd like to call it. Fa- uh, a really good episode, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I'd say one of the stronger ones of uh, of season two for sure, and it's a nice introduction to two characters who were with the series for a long time. Yes, uh, and of course it is followed up with uh, an equally good story, in my opinion at least, and that story is the Deputation. So here we go and press play now. I love that winter theme. Yeah. Um, that was used first in season one, of course, and then, and then here, and then, um, and this is nice too because we get to see the valley set, which they introduced for for season two, um, being covered in snow, which is a nice, uh, nice little touch here. It is. And what's quite interesting too is that with the deputation, I guess I would assume, you know, all the Christmas episodes were always filmed towards the end of the season. Right. Or, you know, with the last thing shot on each set um, because they would cover it. But the interesting that this had to air, you know, in the middle of the season, basically, or I guess, you know, towards the end, but not quite. Right. Um, So interesting that that is the case here. So they, all of these would have been shot at the same time as Thompson, the missing Christmas tree, but of course aired much earlier. Oh yes. Quite a bit. I always really liked the episodes, at least in the first couple of seasons, the episodes involving the snow. Just, uh, I like snow in general. I, th- I think snow is actually quite beautiful. But especially, so there's something about the first couple of seasons and the way they're lit and the way the snow looks on it. that It just looks so nice. Oh, absolutely. I agree. So, Now, of course, this sort of this episode introduces the running theme of somebody introduces a big word or at least a big word for the target audience of the series. And uh, Percy gets confused about what the word is. Yeah. And unfortunately that was abused in later seasons. Um, But we did, but we do get some um, that happens a couple of times in this season and not even just with uh with Percy, but um, of course, in our previous episode, we covered the Duck and Diesel trilogy, and right. um, and he's uh, you know uh, he talks um, about being revolutionary, and he says uh, you know rev a thing a gummy, right, right instead, um, and then in the following season, which we'll uh, which we'll get to, um, they talk about Oliver having resource and sagacity. Yes. Yes. But it is interesting, uh, and and this is one of the things that I really enjoy about uh, the show, or at least these early seasons, and and really this started in the Railway series, is how it helps children learn new words. And they're actually, like I said, the deputation, that's quite a word, especially for something that's aimed at uh, preschool-age children. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, the vocabulary that one can learn from uh from watching uh at least early thomas yeah. um is quite substantial it is this always struck me as odd that that transition to percy just sitting in the 
yard. Like we don't see him puffing up. We don't see um, engines puffing by. We just cut to him being startled. Right. <laughs> um, it, 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 that's always just struck me as kind of clumsy and odd. It is. It's it's more of a season one type scene, really, because that's the sort of thing you would expect from like the early season when they were still trying to work out what they wanted everything to look like. And so it is weird that they still do that here. I mean, I know it's only the second season, but still they've, by this point, it's the, it's nearly the end of the second season when they were filming it. And so they would have had quite a bit of time to work out stuff like that, but I don't know. Yeah. Just an odd, odd piece of editing, I guess. Um, but right. Um, but there's a lot of, this episode certainly very dialogue heavy. Yes. Um, so trying to fit all of that into the time slot, uh, allotted would have been a bit challenging, I'm sure. So, Yes. Um, and this this nice ending here um, with the uh, just the complete uh, I'm trying to think of the right uh, word here, well, but just chorus of whistles, overwhelming really. amount of whistles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As the narrator says, a chorus of whistles. Which which I th- this is one of my favorite endings of any episode, at least in season two. Definitely one of my favorite endings. Uh, you know, I like hearing all of the engines whistle, and it's great. As I said earlier, Donald and Douglas are fantastic additions to the show, and so I've I've always loved the ending of that episode. Yeah, definitely. So, well, that was the deputation, and so we've done those three commentaries now. For, of course, a better late than never. Um, Donald and Douglas and the deputation. Uh, two really good episodes. Uh, one that's just kind of there, but uh, like I said, we finished strong for this one. So, yes, what are your final thoughts on these three? Yeah, absolutely. Um, better late than never. Uh, uh, one of the weaker episodes, I would say, of the classic series. Yes. Completely. Yes. Um, great title, but yes, uh, <laughs> that's that and the uh, repair theme viaduct theme. Those right. are the best parts of that episode. <laughs> Everything else uh, can uh, pretty much take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, and then break van, I prefer more than the deputation. Um, so I, I would rate them break van deputation. Okay. And then way down below would be better late than never for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I I'd probably go along with that as well. I, if we were scoring them, which I mean, of course, we will score them eventually at the end of season two when we do our season wrap-up but you know if i had to score these three themselves i would say break van's probably the best of the three with deputation really close behind yeah so all right well thank you all so much for listening uh you can uh find us all sorts of places uh, of course uh send us a message on facebook facebook.com slash talking thomas podcast or uh twitter uh, at talking thomas one um, you know, send us a tweet or a message there uh, with your thoughts on either these episodes or if you have suggestions about what we could do for future episodes. Because aside from just commentaries uh, of this and Shining Thumb Station, we plan on expanding into other uh, other things later in the year, of course. And that'll be really good. But uh, send us some feedback as well. You can find us all sorts of places as well, like Spotify. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and of course, our home is Spreaker. Uh, no, not Spreaker. I'm sorry. Anchor. And I was thinking of it. I was thinking of something else. Anchor is our home, rather. So, yes. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and have a good night. <laughs>